Hey, everybody. I'm Trevor Noah. And I'm David Kabuka. And we are so excited to bring you this episode of the Trevor Noah podcast from Luminary. We've been grappling with everything that has been going on this year, from COVID-19 to the protests against police brutality, and we're excited to share our conversations with you. For more episodes of the Trevor Noah podcast, check out Luminary, a subscription podcast network with original shows you won't find anywhere else. We have dozens of episodes up on Luminary right now, plus all new conversations coming September 2nd. So sign up and start listening with a seven-day free trial at luminary.link slash Trevor Noah. Not available in all markets. Terms apply. From Luminary, this is the Trevor Noah podcast. I'm Trevor Noah, joined as always by my good friend, David Kibuka. What's going on, Dave? What is happening, Trevor? I feel like you are in your element now that it is summer. Well, summer is officially here. I've been thinking of something as I enter the summer, because the summer, we are all entering it in a different way to how we thought we would enter it. That is a euphemistic way of saying what's happening in the world. (laughs) I can safely say none of us expected to enter the summer like this. Yes. It's like there was a plane crash and then the pilot comes on and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm sure you're a little shaken up uh, exiting the plane in a way you didn't expect. And uh, I know that uh, we plan to be on the ground when this would be happening, but unfortunately uh, that uh, hasn't happened. Thank you for flying with us nonetheless. The one thing that has been on my mind, apart from the thing that's been on everybody's mind. Yes. I thought to myself, is this not the year that we should all bandy together and cancel horoscopes? Because surely no horoscope person told us this was going to happen. Get everything else wrong. But but this this is the one thing. Yes. It's like Titanic. If we don't get to New York, you know, we got to another town on the east coast that's a mistake yes the gps thing should say there's an iceberg what is an iceberg is that like ice no it's like a mountain the 10 percent is on the top yes and then you're like wow so now with horoscopes i don't understand how they missed this whole thing but I, and I did some research i'm not gonna lie for the 10 minutes that i researched i was riveted and what i found is there's this person who's a really big horoscope person yeah then she told everybody that 2020 is going to be a great year, 20 plenty, all these kind of things. Mm -hmm. Some people have bumper stickers of 20 plenty. Right. You look like an idiot if your bumper sticker is 20 plenty. Depends now on what that plenty means. Yes. Because 20, you just said in a very positive way, 20 plenty. But if you say it the other way, you're like 20 plenty. Yes. You just have to adapt your bumper sticker. It's social commentary. Yes. As opposed to good times. Yes. So this famous horoscope, hor- horoscopist? I think it's horoscopist. Astrologer, I think. No, Dave, I don't think these people are astrologers. What's astrology? I know you, you always know the words better than me. No, but I, I, d- I don't know what astrology is if it's not that. Wait, are the horoscope people astrologers? <laughs> yes. Oh, Lord. Astronomy is the other one. Wow, okay. Yes. That's like saying there's a doctor... And there's a doctor. What does a doctor do? No, a doctor treats patients. Yes. And they go to medical school yes. and they do surgery on you. What does a doctor do? Well, you go see them and then they tell you if things are going to be better or not. <laughs> Why did your grandfather die? He went to the doctor. <laughs> yes. The doctor said he was fine. But the doctor would have told him he had cancer. Ah, yes. That's actually copyright infringement. Yes. Astrologer, astronomer. Astrologer, astronomer. You can't do that. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So carry that- on. The horoscope people who follow horoscopes vehemently or vehemently, they were upset. They said that we, how come you never told us about COVID? Upset, upset, but they've come back around now. They've figured out what the problem was. 
And what was the problem? Pluto has caused all of this chaos. Wait, 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 help help me understand this. You're saying that the head doctor said that something because of Pluto is why the horoscopes were off. That's why they missed everything. No, no, not why they missed. They said, okay, we missed it. Yeah, we thought 20 plenty. Yes, we thought 20 plenty. And now they're saying... let's go and do an x-ray. Uh-huh. Then they did the x-ray. Then they say, you see here, Pluto is the one that has caused the problems. Then I thought, okay, cool. If you had to go with the idea that planets and all of these things cause chaos because yeah, Pluto apparently yeah. is the one and I do know why Pluto would cause this because we've been messing around with Pluto haven't we yeah we said we it's a planet, a planet then you said it's not a planet and I think we may did it again planet not a planet I think we did it like yeah we did it back and forth maybe yes, twice and then didn't we like attempt to bring in a, a new planet and yes there and was a threat you, and so now this is why the world is the way it is so then I was like wait can we say that planets are responsible for like racism and sexism and all of these kind of things this is what doctors are saying that's that's why they're not doctors yes imagine if you got up at one of the protests you know there's lots of people who are getting up right now and they're speaking first person gets up i'm here to talk about injustice and what's happening with police we need reforms we need da 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 thank you next person we need to talk about what our communities do and how we stand up together and how we can work to defund the police thank you next person hi my name's dave Pluto. Pluto is doing this to us, everybody. And Mercury also. Now you are expecting... No, I'm just just saying, imagine if somebody did that. Yeah, but you would be like, ha ha ha, what a buffoon. Then half of the crowd would be like, oh, now we understand we're going home. I am with you completely. In fact, actually, this is a great conversation to get into. Because maybe it pertains to what's been happening in the world now. Ever since George Floyd and the protests started, they've blown up. Yes. In America, in London, in Paris, everywhere. the world. And it's amazing to see everyone coming together and doing this. I, again, would be remiss if I didn't mention that I think 10% of the people at least who are there just wanted an excuse to get out the house during coronavirus. I don't think 10%. I think more than 10. Fine. Maybe 20. But I will say this. As somebody who has read history books, which you don't think I do, but I do. I see you reading them. (laughs) But one thing that has fascinated... And I wonder why they have so many pictures. One thing that has fascinated me... (laughs) is that sometimes the tipping point or the boost that you need to get over the edge yes. is actually a coincidence. Yeah, it's, all, it's almost always a coincidence. Yes. yes. You know, like I see the people in the streets all over the world and I know some of these people are out because of coronavirus. They've been locked in the house. You're not allowed to leave the house. Yes. Social distancing. But now you and all your friends can go march together, Yes. spend the day outside, have a good time. Good time relative, obviously. Yeah. But I'm saying you can go out there and you can touch human beings again. Yes. And it reminded me of when Martin Luther King was marching in, um, where was he? In Birmingham. Yes. A lot of people didn't know because the press, we just report what we see. MLK and his people marched through the streets. All the black people who lived there didn't want to be part of the protest because they were like, we're going to lose our jobs. But they all came out of their houses to see the protest. So many black people came out of their houses to see the protest that the reporters who were reporting on the story couldn't tell the difference between the black people uh. who were protesting and the black people who were just outside their houses to see these black people who had the balls to protest. Yes. And they took pictures and they broadcast on the news and they were like, thousands and thousands of black people in Birmingham are protesting right now. And in a way, that became part of the movement now because people were like, what? Thousands are protesting. Why aren't we protesting? Yes. And then because thousands were protesting, more people came to protest, which then turned it into real thousands that were, in fact, protesting. Yes. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. So I I was thinking to myself, even if whatever percent of people are out there, they've been spurred on by coronavirus, 
I'm happy that they are there. Yeah, definitely. I will, however, also mention, I have not forgotten about coronavirus, and I hope, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I now hope that Donald Trump was right when he said it'll disappear in the summer because of sun. Because there are a lot of people who have now huddled together and spat in each other's faces, and do you know what I mean? This was the opposite, if you just put a knot in everything yeah. that coronavirus is, yes. was a protest. Do not be close to people. Yes. We took out the knot and but said we're going to be close. Again, though, I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, so I guess coronavirus doesn't matter. I guess, you know, corona. I think there's a bunch of people who are there because they want to get out the house. Fine. Yes. But one thing I will never take for granted is I was reading the story of Nat Turner. Do you know the story of Nat Turner? I don't. He came to America from Africa and then was one of the early slaves. And then he started a rebellion. Okay. Killed 60 slave owners. Yes. There was a movie that was supposed to come about. Uh, yeah. And so I watched the movie. And let me tell you something now. If you're listening to this podcast. Which I, you are. Otherwise, how is it possible for you to say to that to what's somebody happening. who's not This is very to true. It. This is very true. If you're listening to this podcast. There's something that struck me that helped me understand the levels of not just rage, but like people mobilizing and people fighting in a way that maybe many people haven't seen before, despite coronavirus. And it was this, Dave. I'm watching Birth of a Nation, and I'm not lying to you. Almost scene for scene, you're like, but this is happening now. In a less extreme fashion, please don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing slavery to life now. But you know when like it's the PG version of the movie? Yes. The themes are the same. Slave catchers riding around, catching black people who have been sent somewhere by their quote-unquote masters. And then the slave catchers are just like, what are you doing here? I'm working. I have Whose horse is this? It's like, no, this is my master's horse. I don't believe you. You know what I mean? Yes. Now, black people are getting arrested, quote-unquote. But you're watching like the same story. It's almost like America's uninventive in that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. History repeating. Yeah, and here's the weird thing for me. America is one of the few countries I've been to where you can watch stories from the history that almost apply completely to today. Yes. I'll give you an example. In South Africa, we have many movies about apartheid, right? Apartheid, as it's called in the world. But you cannot experience apartheid now. Yeah. You can experience the legacies of apartheid. We can still see the poverty that it's inflicted yes. upon people, the lack of education, etc. But the, there's no past law. But... There is no law that says you have to carry a document that shows your race and where you're allowed to be. There is no bench that says whites only. There are no cues that say whites only. Now, yes, people have, you know, created suburbs and areas where they try and make that effectively. But that's a separate thing. You can still try to go there. Yes. Without having your life in danger in the same way. So when you watch an apartheid movie, you're like, man, that was a crazy time. Yes. You and I, in many ways, say that, like, because our parents yeah. lived in a different world. Yeah, and when I watch it, I'm like, God damn, mom, is this what you're living through? Yes. Because I know South Africa is crazy, but our past is even crazy, yeah. But America, when you watch American movies about what black people have been through in America, everything you're seeing on the news now, whether it's Al Sharpton or whether it's Barack Obama, it's almost like everyone is just regurgitating lines, all of us. Yeah. The everyone at the protest... Then I watched a bunch of James Baldwin speeches, you know, him debating in Cambridge or wherever it is. Same story, same story, same story. Literally watching an image of a policeman with his knee on the neck of a black woman in 1960-something and people complaining. Why are the police putting their knees on our necks? It was pretty wild to me. That they haven't changed the police training videos in so long. My man. Yes. I, like, 
I'll be honest. The thing that truly blew my mind, truly, truly, truly blew my mind, is that American police don't even fake it. If you wanted to do this thing, why would you do that on camera? Yeah. Dude, I'm like shocked at the optics. Because here's the thing. I know some people would go, oh, but why would you even act like? I do think a lot of society is acting like. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Cameras stop people from tomfoolery yes. all the time. As human beings, I think a lot of the time we do act like we don't want to do a thing that we do. Or we, You see what I'm saying? Yes. You, you with me? Yes. And I think that's what makes society decent. Yes. Is you act, hey, stop acting like that. Yes. Okay, I, I won't. You know, you know what I mean? Yes. Let's say you're with a group of guys. A guy sees a beautiful woman across the road. His instinct is to say something. And then as friends, you're like, don't even. And he's like, nope, nope, nope. Because he goes, that's not the appropriate way to act. Yes. Inside, he's thinking what he wants to think. He's, I've been shocked that at police brutality protests, the police haven't gone, guys, you know what is the one thing we should avoid is brutality. Yeah, it's amazing. The thing I will add to this is that this protest, and many have said, is a multiracial protest, which I don't think that the other ones were to the extent that this one is. No, not like Ferguson. Ferguson wasn't as multiracial as this one. Yes. And again, can I be honest? Yeah. I give a lot of credit to coronavirus. Oh, no. This is my basic idea. I, and can I tell you why? Yes. Because I think a lot of the time, we as people are in a position where we get numbed by the things of the world and we almost have excuses to not stand up for like injustices and things. But Does that make sense? My basic idea is... These protests are the first big blessing of the coronavirus because five things happened. Firstly, they told us that coronavirus is sort of ending. Cool. One. Guys, I might not reach five, but hey, let's hope for the best. Two. I like that you started with five <laughs> and now you're going to have to try and find five. Yes. If you stop at three, I don't mind. Okay, cool. They, they told us coronavirus is ending, so people were getting ready. Cool. The weather is good. People yes. like to go out with the weather. Yes. People had finished the Netflix. That's true. Yeah. Amy Cooper had given us a starter. She did indeed. And then, By the way, did you see she got her dog back? Oh, wow. I know a lot of people are angry about this, but I'm going to say something that is extremely controversial, and I will say it. Maybe it's because I've been locked in the house for three months and I don't think anything can happen to me, and if it does, it does, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. Yes. I'm happy that Amy Cooper got her dog back. Not for Amy Cooper, but for the dog. For Henry. Uh, if, if you want to call it Henry. That's his name. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, you always make up names for, for animals. <laughs> I didn't know. What Amy Cooper did in that moment was racist. And in case you don't know who Amy Cooper is, everyone, Amy Cooper is the white woman who was in Central Park who threatened a black man with calling the police because he asked her to put her dog on a leash because she was in the park where you're supposed to have your dog on a leash because he's a bird watcher and the dogs try and kill the birds. Basically, she was like, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to tell the police there's a black man who's threatening my life when he clearly wasn't. Amy Cooper lost the dog because in the video, she's so focused on her racism that she ends up like choking her dog. Like she's trying to like hold her dog by the collar and she starts like choking it. She doesn't realize she's doing it, but she's choking the dog. That's how powerful racism is. It can make a white woman forget about her dog. Yes. And white women never forget about their dogs. They never. White women call their dogs my child. Yes. Which I'm always like, where's your child? Anyway. Once I got past the racism, I was angry for Christian Cooper, who was the black man. It was ironic that they both had the same last name. Yes. It almost was like a perfect metaphor again for America. Same last name, yes. same everything, but look how different your lives can be. And I was sad for the dog because the dog, this thing got rescued, you know, and now it's like, because dogs know owners. No, I, you I, got, like Henry, it's not like Henry doesn't know its owner. But Henry was like, my owner is a very stressed person. Yeah, in that moment. No, but, but honestly... It's the same way I don't agree with the way social services takes kids away from parents that quickly. 
Yeah, no, I mean, they've kids, shown, they've shown kids repeated, are different. Yes, but for me, it's a similar concept. It's that, yeah. like, in punishing one, we yeah. must be careful of how we punish the other. Well, for me, the Amy Cooper thing was, like, it's just that it didn't end in tragedy. She but, lost it. For me, losing the job was better. Well, it was like you shot a bullet but missed, but you shot. Mm. So now... You get to keep your dog and then we're going to forget about no, it. No, but you lost, your, you lost your job and you're one of the most hated people in America and maybe the world, but more America. Amy Cooper is not, my man, she's not fine. Trust me on this. Compassionate Trevor. No, did you see what Christian Cooper said? What did he say? The guy in the middle of this, he said what she did was messed up. She was racist, all these things. But goddamn, I feel bad for what's happened to her since. Yeah, of course, you're a compassionate person. Yes, but what I'm saying is, I'm not saying it's extreme or not extreme. After Christian Cooper, yes. the second thing I was like, ah, that poor dog. Now you're going that poor dog. I was like, that dog was trying to get away. Let's say that this Christian Cooper thing hadn't happened. Yes. You're in a restaurant and you say Amy Cooper there. Yeah. And Henry was sitting next yeah. to her. Henry would be like, yo, yo, help me. Help me. No, Henry, that dog loved her. The dog walking company or whatever. Yes. There was a guy who came out and he said, look, this woman's racist. I saw the thing, blah, 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 blah. No defense of her. Yes. He said, but I must admit this. Yes. She's one of the best owners I work for. Well, then. In terms of looking after the firstly, dog. Firstly, he's going to say that, number one. But number two is, then Henry's going to be a racist. There's no ways that you can have a mother who's racist, but you're not going to be racist. That's after, not true. After some time, Henry's going to be a racist. That's not true. The next time we see so Henry, can I tell he's going to be attacking black children. I hope that Henry will be a reminder to her every day of her racism. Henry's going to be like, why don't we have those good dog foods that we used to have? <laughs> That's what he's going to be saying. He's going to be like, this. there used to be a sort of a silkiness to this dog food. What is this? These are wild buffalo or something. No, I want cow. Kobe <laughs> beef. That's what I want. I'm Henry. I'm used to that. But yes, Amy Cooper. So sorry, I took so, you off. Okay, so sorry. Amy Cooper was the starter to this whole thing. Yes, so it's uh, weather's good. Corona's almost ending. Netflix is, Netflix is, Netflix finished. is finished. Amy Cooper was the starter. Yeah. People are not at work. Yes. And then the gruesome nature of the killing. Yes. If it wasn't that gruesome, people would not be as outraged. You No, you know what's interesting? I am respectfully going to disagree on that point. Okay. I think it's that people have had the time to finally absorb and observe one of these police killings. Because in oh, my... Because life is so busy that they haven't... Yes. Okay. In my humble opinion... Yeah, no, no, no. Like, no. honestly... No, no, it can be. Man, I've seen some crazy police videos in America. I, I gave you six. But I, No, no, but I'm saying to you, I, I like this point. I've seen so many videos in America, and they're all heartbreaking in a different way. Yes. But I think what has made George Floyd particularly different is that we've all had to experience it. Not necessarily all watch it, but everyone has had to experience it. Because one thing Corona has done, and it's very unique, is more than ever, it has narrowed the focus of what we are looking at and doing. Yes. We live in such a noisy world. Everything's happening. Everything on Twitter. There's cooking Twitter. There's black Twitter. There's music Twitter. There's K-pop Twitter. There's white nationalist Twitter. There's, that's just Twitter. Yes. Then there's TV, then you're out, then there's brunch, then there's this, then you're driving, there's traffic. There. But one thing I've noticed during Corona, you remember that age when there were like four TV channels? Yeah, and f four big TV shows. It feels like we're back there. Yes. Where everyone, and it's almost like there's four TV channels in the world right now yeah. as well. But everyone is watching one thing. Then everyone watches the next thing. Then everyone, like everyone was watching the Michael Jordan documentary. Everyone experienced 
the brutality of the killing of George Floyd in a way that many have been numb to because of so much. You remember how people would say, hey, did you see this new video? No, no, you know what? I'm just I'm uh, tired and work. But now people are like, no, let me see. Yeah. I say this now and I will say it again. Genuinely, I did not think, Dave, I would ever see a day in America when everyone from Bernie Sanders all the way to Fox News uniformly condemned a police killing. Yes. For me, that felt like a shift in the Overton window. Yeah, definitely. I, I was shocked. Hopefully it doesn't shift back. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But it felt like a, a new thing for no, me. It, for me, seeing our Caucasian brothers and sisters out there on the streets owning the protest, owning it, not like we are helping you. They're going like this is... They're this getting beaten. Belongs to us, yes, yeah. was the, the major shift. And you know what's funny is, again whether it's to the MLKs or the Nelson Mandela's or the anyone's, one thing you'll know about any form of protest is protest is designed to make people uncomfortable. And I think that's what a lot of people don't seem to realize, especially in America. I find a lot of people in America are offended by protests that make them uncomfortable as if that is not the point of protest. Colin Kaepernick, please don't protest at the NFL during the anthem because the anthem is, is a time when we, are, we, we don't want anything disturbing us. Hey, you people who march on the highway in Ferguson... Please don't march on the highway. We're trying to drive somewhere. We're trying to go to work. Protest in a different way. Hey, um, you athletes on TV shows and you celebrity, don't talk on your, come on. Can you do it somewhere else? This is a space of entertainment. Yes. Cool. Can you protest somewhere else? What I've come to realize is that in America, there has come this idea, and I don't know if it's new or if it's always been a thing, that protest is meant to be, maybe it's because of Occupy Wall Street. Convenient for the person yeah. who's being protested against. No, for everyone else. I think the misconception a lot of people have is that a protest is only supposed to affect the direct the person. bad guy, quote unquote. Oh, okay, yes. But you don't understand that in order for protests to be effective, they have to affect all of society so that society as a whole is so uncomfortable that society says, we need to fix this thing so we can get back to our normal lives. Yeah. Because Occupy Wall Street... People went and sat at Wall Street. Yes. But now if you lived anywhere else in America, you're like, yeah, I'll carry on with my life. Yes. And there's a lot of protests like that. You've, you've driven past them. You yeah, know, no, you, definitely. You know, you're just like driving and then you yes. see like a bunch of people protesting. You know what yes. I mean? Stop eating chicken. Stop eating chicken. Yes. But the point you've just brought up, I have it in the back of my head. I didn't have it at the forefront of my head. Like in the sense of I forgot that protests are Oh, you're saying that right now? Yeah. Okay, this one is interrupting the country. Yes. But I forgot that the point of a protest is to interrupt people who you're not protesting against. Yes. Let's give a different example. So you go, I'm protesting against animal abuse. Yes. You go, I'm protesting against animal abuse. Yes. Right? I'm going to cover myself in blood, right? Yeah. And I'm going to go, now some people would go, what you should do is you should go to, Plant. The, to the places where animals are abused. Yeah. And you should protest there. The truth of protest is, especially the bigger the issue, yeah. is that you are trying to make society feel as uncomfortable as you have felt. So you're saying, I'm at my job doing my thing, yes. but I eat meat. Yes. So now you come to my job like Lady Gaga in that, yeah, in, in yeah, that suit. Yeah. And then you protest yes. to me. Exactly. Who, and then I'm going, but I don't have a exactly. farm. I might even be a vegetarian. Yes. And then you go, no, I don't care. You need to join my protest. A lot of people in America say, and maybe even around the world, but I'm dealing with America specifically because every country is unique. In America, a lot of people say, why do these people need to protest like this? Why are they on the highway? Why are they shouting at cops? 
Why are they blocking this? Why did they burn that down? Why did they do the why the why the why the why the one? What I think they don't ask themselves is, why am I paying attention? Why am I now involved? Yes. Is there another way these people would have gotten to me? If 30,000 black people, almost I could say it like this, if 30,000 black people march in a forest, is there a protest? No. The point of the thing is to create inconvenience because what black people are saying is, we are inconvenienced as black Americans every single day. We're driving, we get pulled over by cops. That stop, it ranges in anything from an unnecessary ticket all the way through to our death. Yes. This is an extreme range for being pulled over. Yes. We can all admit this as human beings. Yes, 100%. Black people go, I am walking in the streets. Police stop and out of nowhere, they are putting me against a wall and they're searching me. This stop can range anywhere from, again, being just stopped and delayed in my day and embarrassed in public all the way through to my death. How is it that every single interaction I have with the police has the possibility of death at the end of it? It's basically like playing roulette where you're like, you see here, there's always the chance that I can land on zero. That is a crazy thing where I lose all my money and the, no, 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 no. It's weird that every interaction with black people, between black people and the police in America, there's a possibility it can end in death. And we've seen every version of this. Oh, yeah. I mean... But black people are going, we have tried every kind of protest. And protests are like these curves that happen. They start like this. They go up. They go up. They go up. They go up. They reach a point where it's going to explode. It's always going to happen. Black people in America are having a tough time as a base level. Yes. And then, obviously, a lot of people don't understand it. They'd be like, but what do you mean? I, I mean, you see black athletes. You see... No, 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 no. You're seeing the exceptions. And the fact that you see them is almost proving the point. They are exceptions. Yeah, I mean, it's the same as sexism. Yes. If you're a woman who becomes a CEO of yes, Fortune yes. 500 company. There's a reason we notice it. Yeah, and we can't just go, you know, exactly. they still have a lot of barriers. And so what I'm saying is the protests now, let's look at knock-on effects. Protests in New York. Because of the protests, there are now curfews. I mean, I would argue that's bad leadership, but still, everyone must be in their house before 8 p.m. Yes. But what happens because of that knock-on effect? Stores that were just opening now have to close. I literally was trying to go to the grocery store. Their normal closing time was seven. They're like, guys, we're closing at like six. Yeah. They are inconvenienced. Their shoppers are inconvenienced. I saw people outside, they're wanting to shop. They're angry, but it's a seven. It's, I need food. God damn it. Then someone said, why? Then the guy at the door was like, it's because of the protest. It's because of the curfew. The mayor put a curfew. Then the woman was like, the curfew? God damn it, de Blasio. Why don't they just get their shit together and get these cops? Can't they get their shit together? And in that moment, I was like, aha. Yes. It's now her problem. Yes. And that woman, you multiply her by a thousand, and now all of a sudden you have more people who go, you know what? Cops shooting black people or police brutality in general never affected me. It was this uh, abstract thing that I'd hear about. It didn't affect me. Yes. I was okay? sad about it, but hey, what can yeah, you do? Yeah, I didn't like, the, I didn't like the idea of it. But now my actual life is being affected in a very negative way. Yes. I would like this to stop. And then what happens is when the cause is real, the person goes, what is actually happening here? Because now I'm forced to stop my life. Then you say, here, George Floyd is happening. This is happening. This is why I think this thing has reached critical mass. Is people are like, then why don't the police just stop this? Yes. And then people are like, yeah, that's what we're saying. And now people go, so I can't do my groceries. I can't walk. I can't go out. I can't, like all of this is happening because police refuse to treat black people like everyone else. Yes. Well, then we also have to fight in this thing. And so that's what I think people forget is that the point of the protest is to involve people who are not involved. Because otherwise, you may as well say every black person should protest at home on their couch. 
Agreed. People go you like, cannot, instead of protesting like this, why don't you go to the state house? Why, why don't, don't you go... Do a thing that will not affect them? Yes. The protesters who protested against the coronavirus shutdowns, they were successful. Because they opened they were successful. up... Yeah, they opened up... Protested the, in Texas, yeah. protested in Michigan, protested... And then what happened? The president said, I'm with you. And then states started opening up. Yes. I'm more shocked at how much Americans hate protest when it's about like police brutality, etc., 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 when America is literally the place of protest. Well, the thing that we sh- also shouldn't get confused with, I don't think, is the during of a protest. Let's say they had the bus protests in America. Was it Montgomery? After Yes, after yeah. Rosa yeah. Parks, yeah. where the people stopped taking the bus. Yeah. So during the protest, people are going to be stop protesting, stop protesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then no person who's anti-protest is going to say until yeah. they like acquiesce or yes. whatever the thing is they will be up stop it stop it stop it stop it stop yes. it yes the nfl you saw now yes. they came and then they're yes. like okay cool but before they were and so for me yeah to your point kneeling. although all the progress feels tiny and incremental i am an incrementalist i fight with people about this all the time but i believe in life i don't want to move forward unsustainably i want to move forward permanently Yes. Life is about evolution as opposed to revolution. And I remember talking to a, I think it was a geneticist or an evolutionary biologist. And he was explaining to me, you know, when they go like the survival of the fittest and the whole thing. The reason a mutation dies is because it happened too quickly. Let's say a dog is born with six legs. It'll yeah. die. Yeah. Most likely. The reason it dies is not because of the six legs. It's because it did the six legs too quickly. There is a possibility that when the very distant future dogs can have six legs and that is the correct way to mutate. Yes. But it happened too quickly. It's like a trend that doesn't catch. Like the body of the dog rejects it. It's a weird, look, I'm not not the scientist, but you get what I'm saying. And so I've always believed that in life, when you move things forward, you have to move them forward in a way where you can can keep the progress you've gained. In life, I think of climbing the side of a mountain. When I'm climbing, I want to make sure that every single handhold that I have stays in place yes because i don't want to grab something and then as i lift myself up slip and then fall down to like where i was before i would rather go up slowly and make sure i get where i'm going and i stay there one thing i have appreciated now with these protests is yes people are pushing for big changes which you need to push but people are taking for granted how many incremental changes have been made that cannot be taken back now for instance yes every brand in america has now said black lives matter a thing that before, I mean, I mean yeah. for some people, it was almost like they were saying, like, yeah. F the police. Yes. Name a brand in America, they're saying Black Lives Matter. Yes. People must not take that for granted. The NFL is coming out and saying, we're sorry, we didn't listen. And all of this, you have to understand, comes from people's discomfort and fear. I was talking to the doorman at the building, you know him, Will. Yes. And it was so funny, he was telling me that at the other building he works at, every single white person comes up to him now and like apologizes to him in a corner. Hey, I'm sorry, you know, the, for the things you've been going through. And if there's anything I can do to help, and this is everyone. And he's like, man, these people are so uncomfortable. And I said to him, I said, well, how do you feel about it? Because you're a black American man. You've lived through this experience for so much longer. He said, Trevor, I have to hold myself to not burst out laughing when this shit happens. Because I'm like, that's right. He's like, now you're as uncomfortable as I am all the time. Yes. And he's like, and I don't want us to stay here, but I like that you are now in my place. It's like, he's like, I feel like you've dipped your toe into my swimming pool and you felt the temperature of my water. And because of that, you're going, man, maybe we need to warm up your water as well. 
And I think that's what people have taken for granted with the protest. There's people who disagree, but that is the point of a protest. If everyone agrees with a protest, it's not a protest, it's a yeah. parade. Yes. A protest cannot be agreed on because it is a protest. It is opposing a thing. Yes. St. Patrick's Day, yes. that is not a protest, my friend. That is a parade. Yes. Gay pride has now turned into a parade. At some point before, it was a protest. Gay people were protesting for their right to be treated equally. Now it's a parade because the laws have been changed. It's like, yeah, now you can get married if you're gay. Yes. People seem to misunderstand both the benefits and the purpose of a protest. And to your point, I am genuinely grateful to every single white person who has jumped into this thing. Because the misconception a lot of people have is they think that any issue can be solved only by the people the issue affects. Not realizing that in society, the way we make things move forward and the way we help is when people who are not affected help the affected. Men had to vote to give women the vote. Yes. White people had to vote to give black people the vote. Not just in America, but in South Africa. Yes, 100%. And so one thing I hope people never forget is like you go like, yo man, allyship. Extremely On important. every level. You cannot achieve anything without it. So when white people are like, I'm joining, but and then someone goes like, ah, shut up, it's too, ah, it's never too late. Also, I'm going to put that out there. It's never too late. It's also, it is almost more important for white people to, to you rather yes. take a hundred white people uh, yes. marching than a hundred black people. Because yeah, because black it's a real, know. yes, yes yeah. we get no, I'm it. with you. You know what I always think of? One of my favorite things to watch is those like World War II documentaries. I'm always fascinated when the allies surround the Nazis, then the Nazis give up. Then they're like, all right, we'll join you guys. They don't go, it's too late. They're like, thank you. There are a hundred fewer Nazis that we're fighting against. And maybe a few of these guys can give us some tips on how to win going forward. Yes. It's never too late. As long as the war is happening, it is never too late. We can use you. Yeah. So anyone who's out there protesting, stay safe. Thank you for participating. You went to a protest, didn't you? I went to like five protests. Wow. I was out in the streets hard, hard. Did you go to protests? Or do you just walk around New York so much that protests like found you by mistake? Because I, you, I know you as a you walk more than anybody I know. Yeah, no, I, this is what actually happened. Yes, what happened was I always go. You must have inner alignment as a person. Mm -hmm. So I went. Okay, the protest started to happen because there's Corona. There's this. You got things to do. Mm -hmm. All that kind of stuff. And I thought, will I be able to have inner alignment if I don't go to more than one protest? Right. So that I can sleep well at night so that when people are saying all this thing, I, in my own heart, have like I was in there. Right. Well, now it's in the heart of I know our what you wonderful mean. listeners. Yes. But that is why I, I went to protest because it was in your face because we're in New York City. So if you live in, I mean, they're everywhere now. Oof, they're huge. Yeah. But in New York, they were in your face. It was yes, like, yes. if you don't go, you are almost making an anti-statement. Yes. And I felt like, I mean, if some white person who listened to Coldplay is going to go, what about a hard guy like me? A G? Yes. If a G cannot go to a protest, then is he a G? I think that's a famous, famous quote. But yeah, man, for real, I hope that people understand, first of all, how long this can and should be. One of the mistakes or one of the, one of the things, one of the, the sad byproducts of the world we live in is that we've become accustomed to bite-sized everythings. You know, we don't read essays, we read tweets. We don't watch episodes, we watch snippets. We watch, you, you, you get what I'm saying? Everything yes. has been shortened for us. And I really hope that people understand, we, all of us, that protest is not a weekend thing. It's not a week-long thing. It is a thing that is almost supposed to go as long as the issue itself. Because that is how progress is achieved. And if you look at every other kind of protest, I mean, you, you and I come from a country where, good Lord, the protest went yeah. for years. Yes. And so if you are going out there, 
look after yourself. Take breaks when you need to. You know, there's some days when you won't feel like I, all of the. You're a human being, but if you have the energy, remember you can support the cause because black Americans don't have the luxury of taking a break from being black in America. Nope. So everyone who's uh, marching out there, stay safe. Do your thing. Wear a mask, by the way. I was proud because I went to one protest and I was proud to see people still wearing their masks. Yeah. There was a bit of space in the crowd. I know it's not everywhere, but I was like, okay, you can still protest with a mask on. Yeah. And because the cops are going to be shooting so much tear gas and stuff, you might want something covering your face anyways. Yeah. All right. That's all we got time for. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you all. The Trevor Noah Podcast is presented by Luminary and Prologue Projects. This episode was produced by Katya Kumkova with editorial oversight by Leon Nafak and Andrew Parsons. Terence Bonardo is our audio engineer. The show was recorded with the help of David Paul Meyer. I'm Trevor Noah, joined as always by my good friend David Kibuka. We'll catch you next time on the Trevor Noah Podcast. If you're enjoying this conversation, join us over on Luminary for a full catalogue of episodes from the Trevor Noah podcast, plus even more coming September 2nd. Go to luminary.link slash Trevor Noah to subscribe and save up to 40% when you sign up for an annual plan. Not available in all markets and subject to local currency. Terms apply.